Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Welcome back to the Experts Podcast. Uh, you're listening to the second part in a two-part little special series of episodes from the aftermath of the Women in Media Conference here in Sydney. Uh, I come to you from the spacious surrounds of my hotel room here in Sydney and I'm recording with the most ridiculous setup because I forgot my tripod and I wanted to have the video element of the podcast that's been happening for the last little while, maintain. Uh, so if you want to see what the setup is that I've gone with in the hotel room here, you can check out at the experts podcast on Instagram or at on camera with Carmen. Uh, there's a photo that you should see in the last few posts, which uh, break it all down for you. If you don't know me, I'm Carmen Braidwood. I do host the podcast regularly with Nick Hayes of Media Stable, and I'm a media trainer and broadcaster, confidence on camera coach. And I attended the Women in Media Conference because I really want to stay connected to my career in media. And if you if you missed the first part of this two-part special, um, you can go back and have a listen to my breakdown of what Ita Buttrose had to say. She's the chair of Women in Media and she'll be standing down. Oh, sorry, she's the patron of the Women in Media organisation here in Australia and she's the uh, chair of the ABC. And she's announced recently and was in the news because she is standing down or won't be seeking a second term in that role. Now, um, in the most the first part of these episodes, I broke down just what Ida had to say. She had a big call to arms, a, a wake-up call in her words, to women in media, people like myself who've who've got careers in the media that they built up either on air or writing as journalists and have abandoned them or are thinking about abandoning them. And I felt quite seen. So if you want to go back and have a listen to the insights, uh, there's definitely good stuff for you there if you've got a media career or even if you're interested in that midpoint of the career and finding a bit of inspiration to keep going then I think you'll get a lot from that ep. Okay this second part um, I want to dive into the second day of the Women in Media Conference and that was the big keynote from Lee Sales and of course you know Lee Sales is it's one of those people that has got all of these fangirls and guys industry-wide. She's just so well regarded by her own industry. And I think that's because she's really prepared to show her real self. Her style as a broadcaster is really natural. She's got this amazing skill of being able to put her interview subjects at ease so that she gets the best from them that she demonstrated beautifully on 7.30 for many years. Now she's hosting Australian Story and you will know she's the author of many great books including her latest Storytellers which she shared five key learnings from in her keynote this weekend at the Women in Media Conference. And so I want to take a look back on those and, and share with you the insights that Lee shared because she made this excellent point. They're great traits for a journalist to have, but they're also great traits for anybody to have. 
And before we get into that, I want to share with you a funny personal story that came to mind while I was listening to Lee Sales speak. When I was working on a full-time breakfast radio show here in, well, back in Perth, I'm in Sydney right now. Uh, when I was working on this full-time breakfast radio show, I was a radio newsreader. I was also the one of the hosts, one of the co-hosts of the breakfast show. And I had a really funny time on air, a weird day on air, where I blurted out very candidly as I want to do, because you never quite know what you're going to get with me sometimes. <laughs> I just blurted out, oh, I'm not a journalist. I didn't do a journalism degree. And my two co-hosts were stunned. And even the consultant we were working with, our program director, after the show was like, what? This is mind-blowing. They were just stunned when I said this because I was the show's newsreader. I'd worked as a newsreader and as a journalist um, on the East Coast and had lots and lots of other work experiences that were journalistic in nature. And I pointed out to them and said, oh no, I did an arts degree for university. I majored in history and English. And then I did a postgrad in radio broadcasting and learnt to do the business of radio news, of writing news, of reporting news, of delivering news in radio packages and in bulletins on the job. And the reason that story came to mind for me during Lee Sal's speech was because she pointed out that she has always felt like, as journalists, um, you're a tradie if you're a person who's a journo. You know, it's it's a kind of on-the-tools job that you learn more of while you're on the job than you do through the theoretical part of your training at university. And even though university-trained journalists are out there now, years ago you didn't do it that way. You, you were a copy girl like Ida Buttrose was and then you graduated to a cadetship based on merit usually and then you learnt everything you really need to know. And even Lee Sales said on stage at the Women media conference that 98% of the things that she has learned to do and look she may have been using hyperbole I know but 98% of the things she's learned to do as a journalist she learned to do on the job so I firstly want to say thank you Lee for helping me rid myself of a little chip on my shoulder that I've been carrying around about not feeling worthy to media train people even though I do it um, but you know how you can kind of go into life with these these weird kind of hang-ups about where you fit in the industry but the reality is my own practical experience and the practical experiences that I can bring into a media training room or at the confidence on camera side of what I do with small businesses is invaluable to those people because I've simply lived it I've done it I've been paid to do it I've gone there on the road I have read the bulletins I've written the stories I've chased them down so thanks Lee Sales for that first little takeaway and if you've got your own you know qualms and issues about where your training is and and what you've learned to do on the job just know that 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 practical experience really is so incredibly valuable all right as I scroll through my notes here I want to share with you the five things that Lee Sales learned writing her latest latest book storytellers and if you don't know uh, Sales interviewed these big Australian broadcasters and journalists print journalists um broadcast journalists to talk about the things that they have learned, their secret source, if you like. And she came up with, from this who's who list, you know, people like Trent Dalton, uh, Hedley Thomas, Kate McClymont, Lisa Miller, uh, Tracy Grimshaw, Richard Feidler, 
David Spears, Dan Grant, Walid Ali, Annabelle Crabb, Carl Stefanovic, Mia Friedman. She came up with not only a list of differences that these guys all exhibited, but also some really common traits. And if you want to exhibit these traits, you're going to be a better asset to the media. You're going to be a better contributor to the media. You're going to be a better journalist or a better broadcaster if you're in the media. And as Lee Sales quite rightly pointed out, they're kind of just, just the attributes of good people. So why don't we play a game together? Have a listen to these five and let me know in an SMS or a, what do they call them? Message <laughs> direct to my Instagram at on camera with Carmen or at the experts podcast. Um, how many of these five do you think that you exhibit? Uh, the first one was curiosity, merely paying attention, just going through life rather than letting things bubble over and just being in your own little world, tuning in. And when something's a little weird, when something's slightly unusual, having the gumption to ask why and then maybe picking up the phone and making a phone call and thinking, who who do I know in my network who can help me answer this question? Why? And that is how some of the journalists in Australia have got some of the biggest stories that have ever been broken in Australia. Uh, she gave a pretty good example, actually, of a Samantha Maiden, the News Limited journalist who broke the story about ScoMo, Scott Morrison, then Prime Minister, being on holiday in Hawaii at the same time Australia experienced those awful bushfires in 2019. Now, the way she picked up that story is that she just noticed that she had been advised the Prime Minister wasn't available and she couldn't figure out where he was. And she's a journalist who's reporting on politics all the time and couldn't figure out where he was. I'm not going to steal this story from your you uh, or from Lee I'm going to, or from Sam. I'm going to allow you the chance to read it in the book. But the outcome is that Sam did so much digging and she got one of the biggest stories of the last decade, really. So it was really all down to that one thing, curiosity. The next trait or attribute of great journos and therefore great people is genuine listening. And I love the analogy and the way that Lee put it. Have you noticed when you go to things like the Women in Media Conference and you have a conversation with somebody and you spend the whole time thinking about what it is you're going to say next instead of listening? That is your time to sit in the juicy, awkward pauses, as I love to call them, and listen to that person and really invite yourself to understand what they're saying to you and follow your point one, natural curiosity, and ask more questions. I challenge you to try it. I challenge you to accept that that might lead to some silences. Even if you're an interviewer or you're a person being interviewed, maybe for a podcast, what if you were to just listen? I remember we used to interview Ian Moss a lot because I worked on a rock station on The Breakfast Show and my co-host Fitzy always observed that Mossy liked a bit of silence. And it would often come after you'd asked him a question. And we thought, you know, you, you could find yourself thinking, oh, my God, he's, he's not really digging the interview. He's not in the room. He's not really paying attention. But it was the opposite. He's a deep, deep thinker and he was giving thought to the answer, to the answer that he would give but also the question that we'd asked of him. So can you do more of that? Can you be a person who genuinely listens? Going the extra mile came up next as number three from Lee Sales. And this links to, particularly in the commercial space, I would say competitiveness, the desire to get that story 
right to, to make it more watchable, to make it more of an experience for people to consume, especially with all these digital platforms right now, right? They can probably have so many different ways to tell a story. So if you're prepared to go the extra mile and get different kinds of content to support your story, then you're always going to get a better result. And I have to admit, this is one of those areas that I felt like, God, maybe I come up short here. I mean, I am recording a podcast in my hotel room on a Sunday night, so I don't know if that really counts, but I guess reflectively looking back on my media career, you know, to be honest, one of the reasons I didn't pursue uh, reporting for television is that I really gave it some strong thought. And at that stage in my life, I was 29, um, you know, in a new relationship, back in my home city, working full time on a radio show. I wasn't really prepared to work weekends and to go and chase down interviews from people who didn't want to hear from me. And that is something I had to be really pretty honest with myself about at the time, even though it was a career that interested me and I wanted to do more of, I really needed to understand where I sat in terms of wanting to go the extra mile. And yeah, running down the street with a microphone and a camera crew just didn't appeal to me at that time. And it's just a phase of life or a stage of life or a season. It doesn't mean it's forever. It just means I wasn't prepared to go the extra mile for that job then. Instead, I went the extra mile for my other job, right? So we've all got places where we're willing to go the extra mile. And you might want to ask yourself, are you willing to go the extra mile for the things you want? The fourth point was empathy. And I love the way Lee put this. She said, the barrier to connection sometimes is a judgmental mindset. When you start having a conversation with someone, and there's so many good examples right now, uh, when you think about the voice referendum, when you start having a conversation with someone, you've already made up your mind about what they're going to say or about what you expect they're going to say or about their viewpoint or about your own viewpoint and whether or not it marries up with theirs. You're never, ever, ever going to create anything of real value because you haven't left yourself open enough to the idea that you might be swayed by what they have to say or that what they have to say has value. So if you can value their opinion and have empathy for their thought processes, you're always going to get a better result. And then the fifth trait or attribute of great journalists, of great storytellers, of great interviewers that also um, you know, can lend itself to being a good person is genuinely caring about it. This is a pretty good one, isn't it? You know, it's that doing that little bit more digging around. These are the things I wrote, asking questions of people, you know, immersing yourself that little bit more just to get that better angle on the content in the case of a journalist and just doing a better job in terms of the final product. And I think all of us can fall victim to maybe occasionally phoning it in and not quite doing as good a job at that thing that you're asked to do as usual. And you never know, you might just get the best thing that you ever made if you care about the outcome that little bit more because at the end of the day, it it reflects on you. So um, finally, if you're having a listen to this and you want to support Women Media, I do want to say thank you for listening to the last two special eps. If you haven't listened to the first one about ITA, please do do go back and have a listen. Uh, Thanks for listening to these. If you do want to support Women in Media, then I invite you to get involved in a couple of ways. Financially, of course, support is needed to help women in their mid-career, early career, even later career. 
to re-engage with the media industry. Women in Media have a great program called the Relaunch Project and I understand that it is free of charge to participants but it really needs the financial support of bigger organisations. You can also choose to volunteer in your local chapter if you're a woman in media or a man who's an ally in media, which I'll talk about in just a second, you could choose to volunteer your services to Women in Media. There are people there who are covering this weekend's conference, so you can get great experience covering an event, writing stories, taking photos, taking awesome grabs like some of the ones I've shared about Lee Sales just here and now. So if you want to get involved, put your hand up at your local chapter and take it from there. And yeah, my third point is the dudes. There were like only two, three guys at the whole conference over the last two days. And what we all need is to work together rather than in factions in order to to make improvements happen. So if you are a man in media and you have shied away for whatever reason from women in media events, don't be afraid to go along and get involved. That includes you experts in the media. It's a really good way to build those relationships that Nick Hayes is always banging on about that lead to great organic and free PR for your brand. All right, let me know what you thought about those last two episodes. It's kind of a different thing uh, for the Experts podcast, but it was something that uh, Nick and I both wanted to be able to do for you to share a few insights and justify my trip here to Sydney. So let me know your thoughts about what you've heard. Have you got any more that you would add to that list that are the the things that you've learned from seeing great interviewers or being a journalist or being not a real journalist like me. Uh, tell me what you think are great attributes of a media professional. If you like, get in touch with the show via our Instagram or drop, in a see, drop us an email. All the contacts are in the show notes. And I'll see you next time we talk to another expert or another media with Nick Hayes back alongside me. Ta-da. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.